What's up, y'all? Y'all, y'all, y'all. Literally, I was searching the news before I got on here with y'all, and it's literally no news. The biggest news was in Atlanta. Somebody there, this plane was, this Delta flight was going to Barcelona, and somebody crapped their pants like major poop, Cadillac poop to be like. If y'all saw the pictures and the fact that like the plane has this recycled air, like I literally can not. Do you hear me? Uh, Beyonce had her big birthday party yesterday at her thing. Beyonce working on her birthday is wild. I would never think that she'd work on her birthday, but I guess she really does love you guys as fans. Like everybody was there from Meghan Markle. I think the only person that wasn't there was uh, Obama on the real. Um, my husband's at home. Let me say something to him. Stop lingering. Uh, yeah, I saw him on the alarm system and I just, I just couldn't resist. Well, for one, my alarm was alerting and it's like, who am I? And it was him. But yo, that was wild. That poop thing, I can't even get over that. Because I recycled air on a plane, I can't. And the smelling poop, I don't even know. I'd get sick. The rapper BG has been released from prison. If you don't know, BG is cash money. Back that thing up, juvenile. Cash money is an army, not a navy. Yeah, he was pretty talented. I wonder if he's going to come out with some music. But literally, y'all, it is like nothing going on as far as news-wise goes, which is good because I have like, once again, I didn't even get through half of the story times that I needed to to do yesterday. <clears throat> we'll read a couple of Reddits. Let's go ahead and get into this right quick. Some of y'all just ask the same questions. People who slept past noon on 9-11, what was waking up like? Well, I will say that I got a divorce. I was trying to get a divorce on 9-10 of that year. And the judge would not give me a divorce. I needed to bring her back a paper. So I was like kind of stressing out because she was kind of acting like she wouldn't give me the divorce. And then the next day I came in there, 9-11, and she she was in her chambers and she's like you still want this and i'm like yeah like i'm not even knowing what's happening in the world because i'm like and i was downtown because this is where the courthouse was so i'm not even knowing there's anything serious going on and she just looked at me like i'm not i look back she's probably like this lady the freaking world's coming to an end and she wants a divorce what a selfish person so she signed off my divorce so i was in an amazing mood i went and rode my bike it was a nice day like i was like having the best day and then when i got to work which i worked evenings in um, and we had TVs in our work. That's when I saw like the planes crashing in the building. And I was like, wow. It was like a two-edged sword because I got my divorce. But the judge probably was like, what a schmuck. But yeah, it was to this day, that is one of the worst days in history. Um, just seeing people have to j jump from a building is crazy. 
um, that's something you'll never get over it. Get over. Um, what are y'all starting to dislike the more and more older you get? It is hard to find good food anymore. I will say that. It's hard. Like, I'll be on something and I want. Somebody said, always being tired and getting up in the morning. I really took the amount of sleep I got when I was younger for granted. Who got sleep when they were younger? That's all I'm trying to understand. Because in my household, you had to get up. There wasn't no sleeping all day. If you slept all day, people would think uh, that something was wrong with you. Somebody said fashion. Everything needing to app. Why can't I just use this perfectly fine browser? That is annoying too. Every time you try to go to something, it's like, would you like to use the app? No, I'm here. Let me do what I need to do. <laughs> Let's see. Do you consider having a lot of arguments in a relationship good or bad thing? Bad? Because why are you arguing? I mean, you have disagreements, but ain't nobody arguing. What is wrong with y'all? Any tips to attract women who are more on the dominant and assertive side? Be a successful entrepreneur. Your female peers are also likely to be quite dominant people since you generally need to be successful in business. Generally speaking, it'll be very difficult to find women who inherently prefer equally switch between both polarities, let alone find a dominant. However, the most feasible advice for you would be to simply just put yourself out there. Yeah, you might find a dominant woman that wants a guy that's not so dominant. What do men actually do when a woman's away from home? <laughs> Let's see what y'all men are saying. I ain't gonna put my husband out there like that. This guy says, watch porn, jack off, play video games, drink, eat Cheetos, lay around in a t-shirt and underwear. My husband doesn't like to stay home. So if he is at home, he's either fiddling with something poop with the bathroom door open nap watch a movie yeah my husband doesn't take naps unless I'm home and then even then he'll like hop up like I got stuff to do so that man definitely has severe ADD but let's get into these story times because I got some for ya some for yo some for me let's see here Boy, these mother-in-laws be crazy as hell. Let me give y'all a little story time. So, my husband is in jail. He's been in jail for a while. He's fighting his case. My mother-in-law has three sons in total. When I tell y'all that since my husband has been in jail, ain't nothing about his stride stopped. I'm talking about business-wise. He's still on top of things. Everything's still flowing. He done bought this woman a car. He done sent this woman money he done paid for her groceries on numerous occasions just everything that you think a son should do he's still been able to provide that although he's fighting a very serious case and got his own motherfucking issues that he need to deal with still always looking out for his mom so 
Anyhow, needless to say, since he's been incarcerated, this man has taken care of her. When I tell y'all, I have done everything right by this man. And she can see that. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. She knows that. I was actually the one that was encouraging him to start doing a lot of these things for her. You know, being as I don't have my parents anymore, I used to stress to him how important it is to be able to provide for them while you still have the ability to. Well, needless to say, that since he has been incarcerated, what I've noticed is he's still the one always offering his help. He's still the one paying for this and paying for that and seeing how he can fix this and seeing how he can fix that. Out of your three motherfucking kids, this is the motherfucking son that is always there for you. But why the fuck don't I see that shit in return? And although the shit bothered me, I just chalked it up. Because at the end of the day, we he don't need for nothing, I don't need for nothing. So we really don't need anybody to do a motherfucking thing. Now the problem came in at the fact that this woman understood that I am very big on my visits and my time with him. Trying to maintain a relationship with somebody in jail is not an easy task. On top of that, we are in the process of running mutual businesses that we have together. So we're on a certain time frame. Like we just, you know, the way we have everything structured, it is what it is. Well, this woman decided that she was going to start booking visits with him randomly. She would never tell us when. It was, you know, to me, whenever the fuck she had time because it wasn't consistent. So I kindly asked her, hey, you know, being that you know how important the time is for me and the visits and then running the businesses and stuff, do you think that you can let one of us know before you book a visit or when you're going to book a visit? So that way we already have it down in our head. Hey, on Thursday, we're not going to have visits because she's booking a visit. And I asked with all due respect, but of course she had a fucking problem with that. She felt like she didn't have to tell me a motherfucking thing. Okay, cool. I'll ask your son to talk to you since you just don't want to take it from me. And he did that. Well, that's when the problems fucking started because she not only decided that she wasn't going to tell us a motherfucking thing, she was just going to continue on with the way that she's been doing, which is pull up any chance she fucking felt like it, whether it be once a month or once every two months. Well, now you're going to see that he's going to start canceling those visits that we weren't expecting. Now let's fast forward to the bullshit. When I tell you, since this man has been incarcerated, this woman has not showed up to one fucking court date. Not one. Hasn't asked how the lawyers are being paid for. Does he need anything? How it's looking? How about just some motherfucking moral support? Ain't been none of that. Well, let me tell you, he had an important court date coming up. And he really wanted her to be present. According to him, he reminded her twice about this. When I tell you that woman did not show up, but you know what seemed really funny to me? Is every time you guys have a motherfucking problem, you know to book a visit and you won't ask for any type of help directly. You do a little shit like tell him about your problems or what's going on. Oh, I'm going to be out of work for two weeks because of this or that or whatever the case may be. Knowing that he'll offer it. So to me, like I said, I be seeing through the bullshit. I still don't say anything. When she doesn't show up to that court date, I see that he, you know... He was bothered by it. It hurt his feelings. He was affected by it. And I asked him, are you sure that she knew when the court date was? Although, no, if it was important, nobody should have to tell you when the fuck a court date is. Especially when, number one, it's public record. And number two, you have no problem texting about anything else. So if you were curious as to when this court date was, although he told me he told you, you could have easily tapped in to figure that information out. Now... After she missed this court date, a few weeks goes by and she texts me and she says, hey, I want to book a visit for this weekend. Can you let him know? So I bring it to his attention. I don't tell him my opinion. I just tell him, hey, your mom tapped in. She wants to book a visit for this weekend. What time do you want me to tell her or what day? 
he's like, no, let her know. I don't want no visits from anybody else right now. You know, he, he wasn't rude about it, but like I said, I could tell everybody knows their spouse. I could tell it was affecting him and I could tell it really hurt his feelings. And that's why he didn't want to see anybody. So I waited about a day or so and I text her a very long text. And in the in this text, I let it all out. I told her, I said, you know, this time you really disappointed him. And you know, it's sad because out of all three of your kids, he's the only one that does shit for you, even under his circumstances. He's never asked you for a dollar. He understands that he has to fight this fight on his own. He doesn't expect anything. But the one thing that you could have provided for him that was absolutely free, you couldn't even do. He has never missed a Mother's Day, a birthday. He sends roses and different things to let you know that you're special. But you mean to tell me you couldn't be there to support him on a day that he needed you the most? So I'm sorry to say, but he told me to tell you that he doesn't want any visits from you right now. Well, let me tell you about this woman. She didn't bother to text me back, but you know who was front row and center at that next court date? She was. And I thought that that was a good thing. Oh, she finally gets it. Well, tell me why this woman decided to wait till after his court date to come up and ask his lawyers. He has two lawyers. She comes up and asks one of them, can she speak to them? I don't pay no mind to it. I spin off and go on about my day. I got shit I gotta do. Later on, he calls me and tells me that his lawyers came to see him and told him that after court, his mother pulled them to the side to tell them I didn't tell her when the court date was and uh, she was unaware and I'm causing a wedge between her and her son. Excuse me, lady? So you gonna put your dropping the ball ass shit on me? Okay, I see how we play. So you mean to tell me that out of all the motherfucking court dates that this man done had, it's my fault that you ain't been present at one of these motherfuckers? You call yourself trying to save face to these lawyers because they probably looking at you like, damn, we didn't even know he had a motherfucking mama. Now, you decide you want to drop that shit on me and have me looking all crazy. You ain't put a dollar towards these motherfucking expensive ass lawyers. But you got your motherfucking nerve to be talking to them about our personal business and make it seem like I'm the motherfucking problem. Are you fucking crazy? You decided that this was going to be the way you introduce yourself to these lawyers that have never met you a day in their fucking life by putting it off on me and you don't think you sound fucking crazy by trying to say you ain't been to no court dates because you didn't know when they were? Okay, okay. Me, you got me fucked up. Period, point blank. I sent that woman a long ass text and I respectfully told her she needs to own her shit. Don't put that shit off on me because let me tell you what I would do. If it was one of my motherfucking children, ain't nobody gotta tell me when a court date is for one of my motherfucking children. I'm probably gonna be the one sending out the text to let everybody else know when the fucking court date is. Don't put that motherfucking shit off on me. See, a lot of you mother-in-laws, y'all got a problem with accepting the fact of when you're wrong or when you drop the ball. You don't want another woman to look like she's doing a better job at it than you. Kiss my motherfucking ass. What? He must be making a lot of money on his business because she going really hard for a man that's locked up. Second of all, he told you he clearly took his mother's side because when he called you back to say that it was all on you, he clearly was putting it up on you too. He don't have the balls to stand up to his own mama. You ain't going to win against the mama, sweetie. Good luck. Thank you for your patience. Okay, so this, hold on, before we get in these, these are crazy. So this is about Chris Rock 
And I'm not a Chris Rock fan. Sorry. I think I always said when Will slapped him, it was something deeper. But um, Chris Rock, listen to this um, little insight about him and some stuff he got going on. So let's get into this here. My Chris Rock cultural reminder for the girls of 2023, trigger warning, sexual assault. In 1998, Chris Rock was accused by Hungarian model Monica Sabrina of sexual assault and fathering her child. Note here that Chris actually got married in 1996 and stayed married until 2016 for 20 years. Uh, two years into his marriage is when this scandal broke out. And at the time, he said that he and his wife were separated on the break. After their divorce in 2016, he was like speaking to press or whatever and basically admitted to being a cheater. Anyway, Anthony Pelicano was someone that you call not when you're looking for justice or looking for help in navigating a scandal. He is someone you would call when you had a threat or a very big problem that needed to be handled. At their base, his tactics were legal background checks and illegal wiretaps, which would then kickstart blackmail, harassment, stalking, property damage, physical threats of violence, actual physical violence uh, that his clients had indirectly ordered from him and his network. Again, here you have some very sinister tactics at play some small things like background checks that would then reveal information to blackmail people into silence on to literal actual physical violence all in an effort to get people to drop their lawsuits or their stories they're writing on his clients or of course the biggest predators in town to handle monica chris called anthony and part of their 30 minute long conversation that of course was recorded by anthony is featured in fx's sin eater which you can stream on Hulu. I will play some edited clips from the show shortly, and I will also include some written transcriptions that were featured in press at the time throughout the rest of my story. Trigger warning here, obviously, is rape and violence against women. I will read this to you. I'm not supposed to have this thing. Do you understand it? Right. I'm not supposed to have this thing, but okay, I got so it. Nobody knows. See, any, any rape victim is, is, is confidential. You can't get it. There's no record of it. Yes, Dan? being paid. 
entertained by him to mafia members and hitmen. It's important for me to state and remind you guys that Chris, just as a listener of this phone call that you heard, has no legal implication or no legal fault here. That call also was a starting point for them to strategize what his story would be. And we do hear a few stories. We'll get into it in part three. All right, let's go to part three. For your patience, welcome to part three of my Chris Rock cultural reminder for the girls of 2023. Trigger warning throughout all this, unfortunately, will be rape and sexual assault. And a reminder for those that are new here, this is just as much a story about rape and sexual assault allegations as it is about the length that powerful people in Hollywood will go to and the access they will attain to make sure a story, whether it is true or not, never sees the light of day, people. So one, and I just love this photo, so I'm gonna keep using it. Um, after the allegations of sexual assault, uh, the ensuing pregnancy and the birth of a daughter, Monica files a paternity suit against Chris. This paternity suit triggers Chris to hire the services of Anthony Pelicano. We don't know who I'm talking about. Please go back to parts three, two, and one, or parts two and one. This is part three, right? The refresher here, of course, is that in 1998, the year of the alleged assault, Chris was two years into a 20-year-long marriage that only ended in 2016. At the time, however, of the alleged assault, Chris had said that he and his wife were separated at the time. Although when he got divorced officially, he was basically saying that he was actually someone who was just generally unfaithful in his marriage. On the tape of the phone call where Chris and Anthony are figuring out ways to manage Monica, uh, Anthony says, we're gonna get her one way or another, and then asks, does your old lady know what's going on? Chris says, no, she thinks it's over, put it that way, she knows of it. That does not sound very separated to me in my opinion, but you will also see through the course of this video, the things that Chris says on tape when he thinks he only has an audience of one, do run counter to what he says in public and in court. Again, the alleged assault happened in 1998, and we don't hear anything of it as members of the public until 10 years later, until 2008, when Anthony is literally on trial and Chris is being called up as a witness and their phone recordings are being used as evidence. At this point, again, we have no other information other than what is on recordings. We have not heard Monica's part of the story, and until this court case, we did not know Monica even existed. 10 years of silence. Chris has told multiple stories of his time with Monica. One dismissing her as a girl he picked up in the hotel and just simply had sex with. However, on the recordings, just Anthony, his details are specific to them going out on a very long day date where he knew they'd be recognized by people. He said, I know the night we went to the Ivy, which is a restaurant here that she had on white pants. I only know this because my wife's real classy and subdued. And I'm out here with a girl with big and white pants. It's just, I know people were like, hey. He goes on to tell Anthony that after the Ivy, he took her to Guy Osiris house, who's Madonna's manager, uh, for a dinner party with Madonna, Elizabeth's shoe, and Elizabeth's shoe's baby. And then admits to having consensual sex with her at the Beverly Hills Hotel. In my opinion, of course, it's a little bit of a gap between some girl he met in a hotel and brought upstairs to have sex with, versus this sort of long date that he describes to Anthony that involves them being out together as a couple in very public places, as well as very private places, like the private home of Madonna's manager for dinner with Madonna and Elizabeth Shue. That, in my opinion, adds more ground to the relationship than what obviously is being said publicly. Also, and it's not included here, but if you watch my last video where the recording is of Chris explaining very clearly how he finished and exited the intercourse situation. Um, he is responding to prompts from Anthony, prompts from the police report where Monica had mentioned in the report that she had kept a sample of and on a Kleenex tissue and kept it in her freezer. Once that element came to light in the court case in 2008, you see a very 2008 media response, almost as if to paint her as crazy for collecting it and holding onto it and storing it, as if 
evidence is not important in cases like this. Anyway, the only real thing we know here is that sometime in 1999 or 2000, Chris and Monica reached a confidential financial agreement. We know that because in 2012, 14 years after the alleged assault and four years after the court case, Chris goes on to Howard Stern and blabs about her indirectly, breaking the confidentiality agreement, which opens up a whole new lawsuit and gives us more details. In terms of the blabbing, it was some unfunny story about a scammer that he met that the FBI is aware of, a scammer who, you know, sought out, seeks out famous rich men to trap them with babies and men get caught up in these traps and the whole time the scammer is pregnant with a Nigerian's baby and they try to sue the man to get paternity uh, and that is the scammer and the Nigerian pimp scam they have. Let me just say this really quickly before this runs out. I have not ever heard Chris make a joke about how horrible European American or Eastern European women are. For some reason it's Nigerians and his just like endless campaign against black women. Anyway, the Hollywood Reporter covered this lawsuit and it's the first time we're actually hearing any of Monica's statements because lo and behold, the first paternity suit from what is now 14 years ago was filed as Jane versus John Doe. Monica had said via court docs were filings that Chris had attacked her and attempted to force her to perform sex on her on their first date that a week later the two went out and that on that other date after that date that's when the fourth intercourse happened this is me talking now because i know someone's gonna watch this and be like hold up he almost attacked her the first time and then she went back to him um here's a scenario that i can that helps me make sense of that which is the i'm sorry i didn't mean it you mean a lot to me listen i'll take you out on a real date we'll go to the ivy we'll have a full day me and you just us out in public i promise you i tell you we can even go to guy of series house hey you want to go to dinner with madonna anyway in this we also hear for the first time in what is now 14 years the tactics that anthony enacted on monica which included having her house broken into and pictures of her daughter being stolen in regards to the actual paternity test from now over 14 years ago chris is was not the father is not the father however the lawsuit does raise doubts about that because there were concerns about the handling of the sample including peculiar circumstances where the attorney had jumped out of the car very quickly prematurely to deliver samples to the lab which then destroyed the chain of control which means that the samples were not being watched the entire time to ensure no tampering oddly enough another woman had come out a couple years later uh, accusing chris of fathering her son and also talking about similar poor handling of the sample chris and his wife which is you'll never catch me doing a joint statement with the man um chris and his wife called this woman a liar uh, so she has an extensive criminal record however chris never denied having a relationship with her which is what it says up there so we never know that's them he has a type anyway back to her lawsuit so monica tried to lump in his comments on howard stern which were the breach of contract breach of confidentiality as well as his testimony from the trial a few years earlier and some of the allegations from the break-ins trespassing etc chris's team had argued that the statute of limitations had uh, ran out on most of those things because here we are literally like 14 years later of like 11 claims she brought up like 10 were dismissed except confidentiality and her and chris negotiated a new confidentiality settlement which per both lawyers are both very happy with i of course do not know everything monica has been through obviously the police handling of her rape uh police report of the break-ins the theft of her property all those things are absolutely sinister but it's nothing compared to one writer's experience at the hands of helicopters network part four is coming up I mean, listen, Chris Rock clearly was unfaithful in his marriage, so anybody that's blackmailing him with a real baby or a fake baby, it's kind of on him because he can't keep it in his pants. Like, dude. I feel like if you want to date older men for money, that's your business. But if you want to date older men because you think they're more mature... Now 
that was a PSA, and I have to agree with her. Just because a man is older don't mean he's more mature. So this next story is about Kanye. Yes, he's back in the news having his cakes out. Let's get into it. <laughs> Kanye is banned from Italy. They say he is banned from the boat company. They say he can't bring that ass back on the boat. But after years of their clappers go viral, Mr. West and his wife will certainly no longer be welcome aboard our company's boat. <laughs> um, their ass out, uh, and it looks as if he was, he was getting his... Why else would he have his bad ass? And now he got a fat ass too. Kanye look like he does his squats. There's another angle of the boat, right? And the boat operator is right there. Like you can see him, like he can look over and see what's going on. So you mean to tell me he ain't see uh, Kanye getting as black as his black ass is? And all this black he got on, and his black ass out, you ain't see that white bitch as white as she is? Bouncing off of that black man. Guarantee you, Kanye tipped that motherfucker. Absolutely. You can get man. Come on, don't say so big. Fuck out of here. I don't want to hear that shit. They just embarrassed and they don't want to lose no business. They may even make more money to see what Kanye's ass was sick. But that's a big ass. That's a lot of ass right there. Kanye brought Raggy from the back. That's ass. That's power. Moving on. Kanye got caked by the pound. He just had to have that blue job right there on that boat. Let's say you know he did it on purpose, because why, Kanye? Because why? Part two of my... Guys, this guy flew me to Miami for our, like, second date for, like, a vacation thing, and I'm pretty sure he ghosted me while we were here. Like, he left. I have no idea why, and I really... I know this sounds, like, naive. I really don't think it was anything I did, but TBD, because I don't know why he left or when he left or... He drove, but whatever. We're gonna call him Michael for the purpose of this story. So yesterday, Michael was like, oh, I'm gonna go get lunch with my sister really quickly. I haven't seen her in two years. I'll be back at noon. I was like, okay, cool. Just don't forget we have these hard to get lunch reservations at 1.30. He's like, yeah, I'll be back before that. So I went to the pool, minded my business, you know, soaking up the sun. At 1.10, I was like, hey, where are you? Like, don't forget about lunch, no answer. And then at 1.20, I said, where are you? Like, are you picking me up for lunch? Cause he, he has his car here. Like he drove a couple of hours away from Tampa. And I was like, hey, like, where are you? Then I started getting really frustrated, and I texted him something like, you know, this is just so disrespectful to me and my time, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, sorry to be non-responsive. I just found out some devastating news, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm a very um, caring person. I don't think that's the word. But oh, I'm a very trusting person, so I was like, oh, yeah, like, something happened. Which, to this to this time, I feel like something still happens. My friend didn't think like that was something happened, and they're like, oh, he definitely has a secret wife. He was like, get your ass home. But it gets worse. I push the reservation back to two, he misses that reservation too, and like, this is before he told me he had this, quote, devastating incident. And, and so room service, or not room service, housekeeping, and I promise this is important, housekeeping ends up coming, and I was like, okay, like, this is at 3.30, I think. I was like, you can come on in. And after they made the bed, I took a nap. And so obviously they cleaned the shower too, which is important. And as I'm getting ready to go hang out with some of my other friends, I was like, fuck this. And I think this is still before I knew what happened. Actually, I think I knew that there's this quote devastating event. And so then I look around and I look in the corner and I realize his stuff's not there. I was like, did he come get his stuff while I was taking a nap? Like, that is so disrespectful. And there is the possibility that he possibly got it while I was at the pool and he was supposed to be home by noon and like all of that. 
um, that could have possibly been when he got it, but I don't know because we're both very clean when we travel, so our stuff is like very compact. It almost looks like somebody's bedroom. But if he did get it while I was napping, that's disrespectful. And I noticed this morning when I was showering that there was a washcloth that was wet in there. I was like, did he get his stuff and then shower? Because housekeeping would have cleaned it up yesterday if he had showered before they came. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that would be so disrespectful. My friend's like, were you sleeping through all of this? I was like, yeah, I'm a tank. So not quite sure what's happening right now. Keep you guys updated. Um, I'm going to go run up some room service. Anyway, here's the first of many pina coladas on his tab. Thank you. So yeah, she was running up his tab and come to find out the other dude was married. And he was just like creeping her off in a hotel and... I guess he didn't like her and decided to go back home to his wife. Like, he flew her out, and I guess he didn't like her. So, he ghosted her. But she got a free hotel and pina colada, so win-win. You're not going to believe this. Even I don't. The part I don't believe is that I found myself in that situation. Here it is. Date number two with the gentleman. First date, he drives, he lives about an hour away, drives up here, we go out to a nice lunch, uh, early dinner, you know, four o'clock, so an early early dinner. We had a nice time and an okay conversation, nothing really exciting, but uh, he, wasn't, he didn't ask any questions about me. Um, he told me a couple of things about himself, but he was perfectly fine, not saying anything, just eating, and then he wanted to come to, back to my house. He wanted to see where I lived. So we did come back to my house. We sat on my patio. And we, uh, he didn't like the outside. He wanted to hang around inside. And I, like, I, 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 go home. You know, I, so I graciously sent him home. Date number two, he calls me and says, I'd like to see you tomorrow. Are you going to, you know, is that all right? I said, oh, well, I can shuffle my schedule around and I'll take the afternoon off from work. I don't get a lot of time off, okay? So I did that, and I said to him, I said, hey, there's a big event going on that's going to be really great here in my town. Would you like to go? I was actually going to buy the tickets. They were very expensive, too. And uh, he said, oh, no, I don't really I don't really feel like that. I, it'll be much too late. It'll be much too late when I get there for that. I said, oh, oh okay. Uh, okay. All right. He got here in plenty of time to go to this event, hours before this event. And he got here, and he wanted to hang around my house. And I said something about maybe go get a bite to eat. And he said, well, I'm not really hungry yet. And so I thought, oh, okay. You know, reasonable enough. So he's, he makes himself at home on my sofa. He's got my, my remote control, 84-inch TV, Roku. He's sitting here playing, having himself good times, feet up on my coffee table. And I just thought, he puts on some old cowboy movie. And I thought, I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. What's up with that? So I thought, uh, okay, well, I really don't know how to bring up this conversation. Like, hey, I really don't want to watch that. I'm not even the least bit interested. So I piddled and puttered around my house doing things. He had gotten up at some point and gone to his car to, I don't know, get his phone charger or plug uh, something. I don't know. I don't know. I was busy taking care of my household little projects that I hadn't had time to take care of now that I got an afternoon off. A little while later, I said, well, so I bring it up again. Let's go do something. Oh, I don't really feel like I just want to relax today. Well, in my head, the voice was screaming, go home and relax. Get off my damn sofa. 
but I didn't, I, my politeness kind of kicked in, took over. I don't know why that, that little thing on my shoulders always making me be polite because I don't feel like that. So that goes on. Another movie. I thought, what the hell? I putter around a little further and I, I noticed that in my guest bathroom that things, something's different in there, but I, I don't know what, and I, oh, okay. So I'm, cause I'm putting around the house, putting things away and, you know, cleaning up, folding some laundry. I, you know, I, I'm killing time here at my house, feeling awkward in my own house, feeling unwelcomed and out of place in the, my own house that I pay all the bills to. I pull myself together, thought I'm overreacting. I'm, it's all in my head. I'm, I'm, I go in my, Ensuite, my bathroom in my private bedroom, and I noticed there is a toothbrush and an extra bar of soap in my bathroom on the counter. What in the hell? So I said, "Is that yours?" Knowing it was, so did the damn cat didn't bring it in? And he said, "Oh yeah." He said, oh, "I was just gonna stay over." He says, "Long drive." I said, "It's only an hour. It's not a long drive." Date number two. Oh, oh okay. Uh, no, I said, I, 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 that's not, uh-uh. No, no, I, we're not going to do that. You have wasted my whole afternoon off. I don't get a lot of time off, and I'm offended and put out that you have wasted my whole afternoon off. This is not a date. This is you being a bum, hanging around my house, soaking up my air conditioning, playing with my Roku 84-inch TV, and watching my streaming channels and uh, eating snacks and just hanging out, helping yourself in my fridge. Drank my last beer. I had one little beer in the fridge, just one. It'd been there for, I don't know, a few days, a week, a month, I hell who knows. But we got in the fridge, opened that beer and told me, oh, uh, you're out of beer. I, when he had said it earlier today, I didn't say it. I just thought, who in the F is he talking to? I'm out of beer, like I was supposed to... I had all the acting polite that I could take, and I just let him have it. I said, "You, this is you're rude. You don't have any dating etiquette. You don't have any house manners, and you you don't." He said, uh, "Well, you know, I, I've got a good job, and the fuck does that got to do with me? I got a good job too. <laughs> Was that you have a job? That's what you got to offer, fool." Do you see this beautiful home and all these pretty things in it? Guess who provides them? Me! I got a job. Get the hell out of my house. Go home. Y'all, I'm going to be single forever. I'm just sure of it. <sighs> Y'all that are married, keep in mind all the good ones are married. Y'all take good care of them, okay? Congratulations. Take good care of them. But we who threw some out, we should not have thrown them out with the trash. No. We should have taken them down to the garbage incinerator and tossed them in there so that our counterparts wouldn't have to be doing this in the dating pool. I'm going to be single forever. It's a good thing I like myself. It's a good thing I enjoy my own company because I'm going to be single forever. I know that's right because he thought he was about to come up in your house and just have you... 
play his background noise of a wife and probably do what he did when he was married, watch TV. No, you ain't, because she's been out being single, fabulous, doing things on her off days. Yes, you like companionship, but do not settle for no couch potato. He, he really had life messed up. This guy ghosted me while we were on vacation together. Here's some of the receipts. We still don't have like an update update yet, but here's like our last com conversations. And keep in mind, he left Friday probably around. Okay, that's the girl that got ghosted. And I'm, I'm kind of over her, so let's move on. Let me tell y'all how having threesomes destroyed my marriage. You know what? I met my ex-husband when I was in high school. And to be honest, I wasn't a virgin when I met him, but he was a virgin when he met me. Once we got out of high school, once we, you know, got down to college or whatever, we wound up moving in together. And that's where the bullshit popped up. He came to me on some real shit and was like, he didn't think that it was fair that I had been sexually active before him. He had never had nobody but me. So me being open-minded and a freak at that time, I didn't, I was like, you know what? Let me, we can have a threesome. Let's try it. And we tried it. I met a female at a job I was working at. And one thing led to another, it happened. And we both liked it. I enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. She didn't cause a problem. You know what I'm saying? So this was somebody that we continuously did stuff with. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't an everyday thing, but it was a, like once or twice a month type thing we were doing something well you know we had to understand it so we decided to try something different and try it with somebody else and that's when things started going down here one thing about it if you decide to ever have a threesome with your partner you have to make sure that this person is mentally stable and that they ass ain't crazy as hell because some of these fools will fall in love with your mate. I'm telling you, some of these people are nearly don't, don't know how to separate intimacy from, from love. And we was young then, and this girl had lost her damn mind. If you want to hear part two, like, comment, share. Okay, this is part two of how threesomes destroyed my marriage. Okay, so you know, I told you we had already tried something one time with this girl, and we kept doing it for a while with her, so we want to try something. I had this strange obsession with dudes from up north. I loved it, New York dudes, right? And now that was during the time, probably like 2001, 2002, when the chat line was popping. And if you've ever been on the chat line and you're from New York, you know about the Brooklyn Ravens. So me being sneaky, when my ex-husband would be at work, I would call the chat line and do a little chick chat. You know what I'm saying? I mind you. I'm, what, 21, 22 years old, so I'm really young. So I found one dude that I wanted to talk to all the time. So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? For, for me to get him to allow this, I'ma suggest we have an open relationship. So I came to him about us having an open relationship. And he was like, you know, at first he went with it. But then, you know, I kind of convinced him to let's do it. But the only thing is, I chose to want to have an open relationship because I wanted to talk to somebody in New York. I didn't know that he was going to find somebody in our city to have an open relationship with. So one night, he called, he called 
in the room and told me he had met a girl that stayed in our city and he wanted to take her out. They wanted to go do something, whatever the case may be. So me trying to be, you know, the bigger person or whatever, I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't want to show no jealousy. I'm like, okay, you can go out and have a good time with her. Now, y'all, that was before the cell phone era got popular. That was when two-way texts was going on. If y'all my age, y'all know what, y'all remember two-way texts, the two-way pages. So while he was gone, you know what I'm saying, that he also got on the date, you know, I'm texting him on the two-way and he not responding. So I'm like, damn. Now, mind you, I suggested this open relationship, but I did it for selfish reasons. Okay? I'm like, damn, he not responding. So finally, he came home. When he came home, he was smelling like pussy. And so, me, I ain't gonna lie, I got mad as hell. Because it was my idea to do an open relationship. But I wasn't fucking nobody. I just wanted to talk on the phone with this motherfucker from New York. I didn't think you was actually gonna have sex with somebody else. Well, I'ma just say this. Curiosity killed a cat. And I convinced him to bring her home. Believe what she said to him. Stay tuned for part three. No, you just as crazy as that music you was playing. Anybody that say Texas, I don't trust. Just, just why, just why, y'all? Oh Lord, it's I have so many more these to play, but that lady wore me out, y'all. Um. What do, do I wanna I'm gonna play one more just to cleanse our palate from that foolery and then I gotta come back tomorrow because I'll be all day with y'all with this. I quit to become a sugar baby. Tell you all of his requirements and things I can and cannot do. Definitely prefers my hair ponytail pulled back away from my face. When it comes to my appearance as a whole, he likes it very natural. He's a wholesome man. When it comes to like my f actual body, he likes fit and healthy. Now this isn't much of a problem for me. It can become a problem and he will let you go. This, he's very particular about what I wear. He does give me money to go out and buy whatever it is that he wants me to put on. Which is why I don't complain too much. And speaking of paying for it, I'm gonna go over some of the things that he does pay for that I don't. Now, he pays me about twice a month. He pays for food or my time that I spend with him. My favorite payment is when he pay my rent. My favorite. I'm not the only one. And he does have us in multiple places. I originally am from Atlanta, but he asked me to move to South Carolina. And I did. And y'all know he paid my moving expenses too. Being that I did move away from my family for him, he does give me particular times during the month um, to go and, you know, spend time with my family and do things that I want to do. If I have to travel to another place for him, he pays for that as well. My flight, my rental car, and even gives me a little bit of extra money so that I can eat while I'm out there doing whatever it is he needs me to do. There's not many things that I don't like about him. He can make some unnecessary rules. But for me, because of that pain, I don't complain. 
just getting dressed and I'm going to show y'all his favorite outfit. Honestly, I don't know why he chose this outfit because it's not the most flattering thing. Whatever he wants, I'm going to give it to him. Now let me hurry up because he don't like when I'm late. She in the military, y'all. Her sugar daddy is Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam now pay that much, honey. So I'm gonna need you to get a better sugar baby, sugar daddy, because Uncle Sam, he only he only paying you enough just to get by. And I know that for facts. That was cute. And at least it made sense. Y'all have an amazing day, night, morning, evening, afternoon. Praying for you all as usual. Be safe out there and Kids save all that in above. You guys be great. And I'll be back.